in four, three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, this is part three. This is the third take. This is the third time doing this. Let me just explain it for everybody that needs explaining. Um, I did a podcast the other day, as in, as in fact, but the audio, right? So I have a bad taste in my mouth because I sign in on the Anchor app. I think, I, I don't know if I didn't sign in, but I had recorded some audio, right? And boom, right when I'm finished with the show, the app signs me out, so... That's where the big problem is. That's where we fucked up at. And that's why I didn't get a podcast out sooner. I know we had a podcast out before, I mean, around May 5th now. It's nearly, it's nearly been almost 20 days. So it's good to be back. It's good to be here. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Good fucking morning, man. We just got done talking about shit at least for 15 plus minutes earlier, just on the draft before this. Some technical difficulties. I don't know why my phone didn't capture that audio from earlier and shit but um better late than never i mean third time's a charm right literally that's what we're doing so um good morning like i said ladies and gentlemen it's may 20th 2020 uh may 20th 2020 um and welcome back to kicking it with the king live edition as previously stated ladies and gentlemen we're not at home. If you can hear the glorious background, you can hear the cars in the background as I sit here and wait, as I sit here and use the rest of my time that I truly have to myself before getting back to life and its responsibilities. It's, I mean, it's kind of crazy being the fact that if you guys hear this whole story, it started off that I've been up since three in the morning and I biked eight miles. Eight total miles from my house to the next city over, which is probably only about 15, 20 minutes away, depending on where you're going. But I was here, right? And I, I, I said I was going to wake up in the morning and bike. You know, I didn't necessarily think that I had it in me to do that. Not saying that I don't have confidence or I lacked confidence. I just had never taken a bike ride that long. I mean, because, as like I said earlier, as uh, previously stated, I am returning to my day job. Today is the first day in the middle of the week. I know, crazy, right? And this will be the first time that I return in a, over a couple of months. The last day I worked was March 19th, ladies and gentlemen. So um, I, I biked. Um, I thought it would be cool. My quads are on fire, absolutely. I've probably biked a total of almost uh, at least 20 miles or so, ladies and gentlemen, at least 20 miles in the last two days, so that shit's cool, I mean, that's a milestone for me, I know there's a lot of people out there probably could crush it or do absolutely amazing when it comes to that, but, uh, you know... I don't know. Uh, that's not me. I mean, I, I understand that. I, I know that. But, you know, for me, it's a personal milestone. So, like I said, point blank, um, biked eight miles um, here in the morning. A uh, couple, few hours early, that's for sure. I woke up early uh, because I have a destination and in time to be here at a certain time. 
and uh, I didn't I didn't necessarily know if I was gonna make it on time or if I was gonna be late. I didn't want to have to be all sweaty and arrive here late or anything. I had like milestones and stuff like that, and um, I left about 4:10, 4:15, so I got got to where I needed to be around 4:45, and then you know. You obviously hit one place, the midway point of your ride, and then the next midway point, and uh, here we are now, finally. Good thing there wasn't no background noise in the back. I know it's live. Uh, we're live here, obviously. By the time you guys hear this, it won't be live, um, but it's pretty It's pretty nice, man. And obviously, like I said, it's a live edition of the show. Appreciate it. Um, appreciate you guys for joining us here quickly. Uh, I fucking hate the fact that the other one... Uh, that we had the podcast we did wasn't saved man because we had an absolute blast we were on fire that was the true return to the podcasting world and that's when the one i did and that was the one we couldn't save because the audio for some reason and the rec- recording box didn't didn't re- didn't you know it, it was there but it wasn't playing and i don't know if the, the, the just the files were corrupt or what other kind of fucking shit was up with that but um yeah so that was a huge, huge shame. We could probably replicate it and, and redo it. I, I know we have limited uh, amount of time today. We have a little bit. Uh, we, we basically have our normal time today. So we have a little bit over an hour left um, to do the show. And that's exactly my plans because I have no other plans to do and um, do anything else, excuse me. And uh, so... So it's cool, like I said. Uh, but quickly, ladies and gentlemen, before we begin, um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at KWTKPod. Kicking It With The King is available everywhere you get your podcasts, folks. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, or Google Podcasts. Now they're calling a Google Podcast, I'm pretty sure now. Um, also, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GTheKing. MMA, um, and like I said, uh, I can visit our website directly at www.anchor.fm forward slash kwtkpod. Thanks for, um, thanks for everybody who's been tuning in. I know a lot of the numbers have gone up in the last, uh, I don't know, last, I mean, it's been a while since I've checked. But uh, I looked at it, and there's a lot of fucking numbers in there. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a good amount of money in my account from seeing the numbers on there and stuff. I'm not saying that that's what I give just give the shit about or nothing like that. It's nothing like that. But you know, I, just, I was surprised. I checked, and I was like, Jesus Christ, man, that's a lot. I mean, I'm, 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 I mean, it's it's happy. It's good enough for me. So it's whatever. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate everybody for tuning in, listening to the show, subscribing, and 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 all that, and uh, and then some. So. Um, Without further ado, let's, let's continue this off. Um, I don't think that I didn't say anything that I said earlier. Like I said, we're only talking for like 15 minutes. So point blank, like I said, rode my, rode my bike, um, got here, um, broke some records in my opinion in my head. Um, my legs are solid as hell right now, they're rock hard. But, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I have to take a shit, dude. You ever get those? You ever get those shits where... Um, it's like your fucking stomach's bubbly and you feel like if you were to fart, that shit's going to go, just come right out your ass. That's the shit I'm trying to avoid right now. And, you know, there's no bathrooms or no open bathrooms. Like I said, I have a bike 
with no bike lock, but I, it's a warehouse, so I know it's going to be safe in there, and I'm very familiar with the people there, so I'm not really tripping off anything else like that. It's like, dude, what if people, if people's got to take shits, man, the worst fucking place to be is sitting somewhere where you can't take a shit. Now, it's not like taking a piss. Like, if you want to take a piss, bro, you can just take a piss somewhere, obviously, that very, very highly against the law, but say, like, the worst case scenario, or best case scenario, you're gonna fucking pee in your pants, and that's unhealthy to hold it in for so long, and you're just gonna absolute burst, I mean, if, if you, if you, if you gotta whip it out, dude, you, you, you might, you might have to, you might just have to, worst case scenario, or you can toughen up, wait to go home, and wait to go, or go back to wherever you need to be, but there's nothing, uh, there's, no, there's no need to be tough, and there's no really no, you know, obviously, uh, what is it? You know, there's no, uh, you know, it doesn't mean you're not tough if you wait or something like that. I mean, that's your health right there, bro. So I don't know how the fuck you got into that. My high is kind of slowly but surely ending. Like I said, I woke up very early this morning, and I smoked early on, and then I took a, a shower I had already um, had my lunch and stuff. I'm not really much of a guy who sits around and eats. I mean, I eat when it's time to eat. I was hella hungry yesterday and stuff. You know, sometimes people get munchies and all that other stuff, or you don't necessarily eat a lot during your meal, so you're a little bit more hungrier than you normally are. And that was the case with me yesterday. Um, but yeah, I got my lunch packed. I had my um, got a big thing of life water. I've been drinking a lot of that Ooh, lately. Life water. Ooh. You know, the life water um, is very, um, I don't know, it's, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, I don't know, I know necessarily that a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, fucking water distributed is the same. I know there's some with electrolyte or there's some that's, oh, this water is the best, that water is the best. You know, it's kind of, it's, it's crazy, man. There's a lot of fucking brands. There's a lot of fucking energy drinks. There's a lot of different things that are very similar, right? It's just based on your judgment to what you think is the best one. I don't know necessarily. I don't really have a favorite. Um, I do have my favorites, but I don't at the same time. But yeah, anyways, I don't know what the hell we're getting into. But like I said, we have a little bit over an hour still. So... I think we can get into what we got into on the last episode of the podcast that I originally had taped before this, and we can go ahead and look uh, back at the trio of events that we had in the MMA world uh, last week. Um, obviously, UFC 249, and then on um, we had... Um, fuck, who's the main event? Uh, we had Alistair Overeem, Walt Harris... But there was another one before that that we didn't uh, that we've seen as well, that or that I've seen. Um, who the fuck was it? Why am I drawing blanks? There was three fight cards, and I can't remember the second one. Walt Harris fought Alistair Overeem, Gaethje versus uh, Ferguson. Um, I'm gonna have to look. Uh, fuck, why is it slipping my mind? Why is it slipping my mind? Why is it slipping my mind? It's so early in the morning still. Uh, let me look it up. Hold on. Let's go on Instagram real quick. Check it out. 
Okay. Souls. Alright. Oh, 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 there we go. There we go. How could we forget? There's so much fucking controversy that happened on that second fight card. Uh, it was uh, not controversy, but you get what I mean with the main event and all that. Um, Anthony Smith versus Glover Teixeira. So we had that trio of events. We had Anthony Smith, Glover Teixeira. Oh, well, let's go in order. Justin Gaethje, Tony Ferguson, Anthony Smith, Glover Teixeira, and then Walt Harris, Alistair Overham. So, like I said, man, I was telling my brother the other day about doing podcasts when there's lots of fight cards and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I was thinking, like, I'm sitting here, like, that's a lot of shit to talk about. When you're talking about every single fucking fight card and stuff like that, is that gonna, um, is that gonna be something that you... That you, uh, I mean, obviously, like I said, you can you can talk a lot about them and stuff, and um, you know you don't have to talk about every single fucking card. I mean, not every single fucking fight. I'm not I'm not a guy to sit uh, and talk about every single damn fight. I, I I kind of talk about the ones that I find the most intriguing, or the ones that are really hyping the buzz and getting people excited for all the matchups that are coming. I, I, I mainly like to talk about that and talk about what's trending and all that. So, um, you know, there's a lot of fights, man, but there's a, you know, a handful of really spectacular outcomes, um, some disappointments, some robber, so-called robberies, some peop- dis- disagreements with certain things, and overall some breakout performance and performances and some amazing performances. So let's t- start from the top to the bottom as we have. Um, Justin Gaethje defeating Tony Ferguson by fifth round KO. I mean, it was a fun fight from start to finish. And as I said earlier on the uh, uh, earlier show, uh, well, the, the podcast before this one, I had said if you get ju- any fight with Justin Gaethje, it's guaranteed violence. Any fight with Justin is guaranteed. It's guaranteed violence. You're guaranteed a fun fight. You're guaranteed that someone's going to get bloody. It's guaranteed it's going to be back and forth, and that's delivered exactly the way that it needed. Um, they definitely delivered. I mean, obviously, it sucks to see Tony Ferguson lose that way. It was kind of an odd stoppage. I know you got to protect the fighter and all that, but it seemed like it was kind of like, you know, at this point in time, you had to save him from any further damage. And I was completely uh, okay with the stoppage. I, was, I mean, obviously, like I said, there's a lot riding in there and, you know, a lot of uh, emotions and a lot of post thoughts about everything and the outcomes and stuff like that. Meaning that now that that's happened, the I, I, I'm going to make a good point here real, real, real quick after this, I promise. So now, okay, now with the result being Justin Gaethje defeats Tony Ferguson, now what happens to Justin Gaethje? He goes moves along to fight Khabib. He moves along to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov. That's the next penciled-in thing. That's the next penciled-in matchup. And that's the next thing that most people want to see. You know, obviously because there's nothing else. Because Tony just lost. And there's no one else at the top of the heap like that. That I think um, that I think would be absolutely... Uh, you know, obviously, much watch TV. Anything with Justin Gaethje's much watch TV, much much watch TV. Anything with Khabib Ramagomedov is much watch TV, and uh, that's exactly what um, the fans and everybody want to see. And you know, obviously, everything that's going on with Khabib's dad. Obviously, I just uh, heard some n- more news that he is in another coma. I know he woke up from the first one, now he's in the second one, and this is all due to COVID nineteen. Khabib has 
stated that he has several members dealing with the coronavirus and man what a tough son of a bitch could be Medov is and also one of the most baddest men on the planet one of the baddest motherfuckers in the world um and you know it's it's, it's interesting man i mean it's it's interesting um, obviously i don't want to sit here and, and go low and like go down to the covid19 and just you know be a little bit negative i, I want to talk about we'll just get right back to talk about gaichi khabib if you look at that fight you know that fight's equally amazing fight it's an equally interesting fight um uh, because you know big story behind it you know justin gaichi having phenomenal wrestling background um you know, great takedowns. I mean, I'm pretty damn sure takedown defense as well, too. I mean, he has shown great takedown defense, and he, and he comes forward. He doesn't give a fuck. He, he's ruthless. He's, uh, you know, he's nasty. He has a good chin. He's a great scrambler. I mean, he's wild. He doesn't give a fuck. And he's that kind of guy that's going to take that risk. He's the guy that's going to He's going to go in there, and you've got to watch out because he, if he's got... He's going to knock you out, or he's going to hurt you, and he's going to really hurt, hurt Khabib, you know, especially, you thought Michael Johnson tagged Khabib hard. Imagine Justin Gaethje hitting him, you know, with, cracking him with something clean. Uh, you know, something like that could end up happening, man. It's a crazy, it's a crazy fight. It's, it's even crazier, essentially, than Khabib Ferguson. Also, uh, what I was going to say, I know I said I was going to mention something up next. Um, you know... Despite Tony Ferguson losing to Justin Gaethje uh, a, couple, a week ago or so, um, I still haven't thrown out my hopes and dreams for the Khabib-Tony Fer- Ferguson fight. I was just telling my brother that, and that was one of the things that I had originally talked about on the pre on the other the other podcast I did before it got corrupted and stuff. Um, I was talking about. Uh, what is it? You know, I was talking about the, the the revival of that potential fight down the line, if if it, if it can come together. As in, like, as in when it comes together, it, it, we've broken down fights on this podcast min, millions of times. We've uh, we've talked about you know what people need to do to get title shots. We talked about things people deserve and what they don't deserve and. We talked about all that, right? We talked about we talked about MMA politics on this podcast lots of times. I mean, Tony Ferguson on a 12-13 fight winning streak at the time hadn't hadn't lost in, in over almost a decade or some shit like that. Last loss he lost because it was a broken arm or something like that. But arguably before that he was doing good. So it's crazy. It's crazy to see that everything that's happened. And what happened to Tony Ferguson, obviously, uh, that way, to go out that way, obviously. I mean, my, I mean obviously, like I said, I, I, he, he went out, you know, pretty relatively um, busted up and, you know, hurt his eye. He was real busted up after the fight. Had to go to the hospital. Um, very damaged up, you know, obviously. But that's the, that's the pain you get when you, you're fighting a guy like Justin Gaethje. So um, I wasn't surprised about that. I think that... Um, with a win or not even with the win, you know, God forbid, you know, however long this takes, you know, and Khabib's dad, hopefully Khabib's dad gets well, hopefully the UFC, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't say hopefully UFC, I mean, hopefully that, you know, in the, in the not so distant future, things get absolutely better. And, um, you know, we can see Justin Gaethje versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. And, um, and then, you know, I don't think there'll be a rematch. 
I don't think there will be a rematch. Maybe, maybe it does. Maybe someone gets finished. Maybe Khabib beats Justin Gaethje and solidifies himself as the top contender and as, as the official champion and as the baddest lightweight on the planet Earth. And, you know, we can move on. But Khabib beats Khabib beats uh, Justin Gaethje, then who... Who else really is there to slide in in the near future? I mean, Tony heal, healing up super fast, still you know, has the aspirations to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that hasn't died down. It's only fueled the fire. And I know that this matchup is a, a matchup that has been very voodoo-like. And it's canceled five times. Now we're getting six, possibly, in the future. You know, all Tony heals up, say, like, perfect scenario. And then that happens, or say if like Justin Gaethje gets injured or something like that, in preparation for the Khabib fight or something like that, Tony could slide in, or you know, people have mentioned Connor's name, having him get slid in there too. A lot of people kind of have speculated that, in my opinion. I've seen a lot of people talking about Connor McGregor potentially getting the um, slot if someone gets injured or something like that, and being the one to fight Khabib gets injured. Boom, Connor could jump in there versus Gaethje or Tony Ferguson or something like that. But I feel like I said to talk about this a lot of times. I mentioned this a lot of times on this podcast. Um, they're going to go with what makes the most sense and what's going to get the most asses in the seats and what's going to make the most money and which one's the easiest to get to when it comes to negotiations, right? We've seen it get the deal done. If they don't get the deal done, then they're going to go with the next, be- next best thing. And, you know, the UFC is notorious for doing that. So, uh, notorious, no pun intended. Notorious for notorious Conor McGregor. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's um, real interesting to see what's going to happen in a lightweight title pitcher. Obviously, um, he's going to lose to someone. You lose to uh, Justin Gaethje. And, uh, you know, like I said, man, you can heal up and come back and, and be better than ever. But um, right now, all the glory goes to Justin Gaethje. So from one fight card, or no, from one fight to another, it was translated to the co-main event. This is one we talked about a lot on the, pre, on the, the show before, um, before uh, the one that was on May 5th, we talked about it. Um, so, um, we had Henry Cejudo take on Dominic Cruz for the UFC bantamweight title. Well, Henry, Cejudo defending his belt, excuse me, against Dominic Cruz, the returning Dominic Cruz. He hadn't fought in over like four plus years. Interesting, uh, an interesting uh, out, a potential outcome. A lot of people are wondering how this fight would fare up. Um, a lot of people, you know, not necessarily being the happiest with the fact that Cruz got the title shot versus, you know, top contenders previously, like I stated, Aldrin Sterling. Um, Piotr Yan and stuff like that. Those two guys definitely did deserve a shot. I talked about that um, a lot. I, I, I talked about that on the on the um, the show I did on May fifth as well, saying that you know I do I did believe that those two guys do deserve those title shots. And you know the best case scenario right now because of Dominic Cruz getting that title shot formally um, was that we still had those two top contenders to pick from in the near future and and we we could get those matchups for for them fighting for world titles in the near future too so um obviously now with henry cejudo retiring or quote unquote retiring uh, i'm gonna give my guys my thoughts on that i don't necessarily think he's 
he's gonna retire, retire. I don't know. It just seems so soon. I mean, I would have liked. I mean, obviously, like I said, if you if you just backtrack Henry Henry Cejudo's last four opponents, I mean, Marlon Marias, former world champion in another organization, TJ Dillashaw, consensus uh, best bantamweight of all time, one of the best top three bantamweights of all time. I mean, you got you got guys that are. Um, you know, competing history, like, you know, completing history, as in, like, I mean, if you look at guys like Hendon Burrell, like, I talked about this the other day, I'm like, you look at the fantastic career that he had, how long he was undefeated for for so long, and, you know, how dominant he looked as a bantamweight champion for a short period of time, and, and then you see what happened with all that, and then obviously we've seen him fall and stuff like that, you can't erase history, history's always going to be there. Um, if you're a true fight fan, I believe that you can link that history to that fighter forever, and nothing that they do can have their, their legacy tarnished. You kind of just jumped into that because I felt necessarily like people tend to do that. So I was talking about like when it comes to Burrell, TJ, Demetrius Johnson, all those guys have had such a fantastic career, or have had such fantastic careers. I mean, Henry Cejudo's wins. I mean, Marlon Marias, TJ Dillashaw, Demetrius Johnson. Dominic Cruz and not only did he beat Dominic Cruz he stopped him it was a stoppage and you know I watched that fight twice I go back I originally have thought first first things first that it was a bad stoppage I thought oh wait what the hell are they doing and then I go back and I look at it I'm like oh yeah that was a good stoppage I was just a little bit under the influence at that time and um you know, <laughs> just a little, and um, so uh, it, it, it sucked, obviously, to see him lose like that, being the fact that, you know, how, how you guys know how I love Dominic Cruz, and, you know, obviously, former champion, um, and obviously, very good on the, on the microphone, and as well, commentating his breakdowns of the fights, and unlocking victory, show that he has with Gilbert Melendez is absolutely fantastic. He's an amazing coach, amazing mentor, huge inspiration, huge motivation. So to see him go down like that, obviously, very, very much so sucked. I mean, if you've seen him, um, you know, after, after his loss to Cody Garbrandt, how candid and, and hit he was with that, uh, his defeat and all that, and inspirational as he still was after that, it still was very inspiring. But yeah, like I said, forever, um, will be grateful to watch Dominic Cruz fight and compete and, you know, obviously still one of the best bantamweights of all time. I mean, it's just, you know, obviously it looked a little rusty in there and stuff like that and um, necessarily probably, you know, hasn't been fighting in so long, so it's kind of a different thing. I mean, Henry Cejudo's getting better every single fight, man. It just seems almost like, like, like there's still, there's still things to, we want to see as in with Henry. What, what I mean by that I mean that in the best case scenario, ladies and gentlemen. I mean that in the best case scenario. So, meaning that I still feel that he's, he's still got so much more room to evolve and establish himself as truly one of the best bantamweights of all time. I mean, Henry Saudo can continue that claim. Obviously, he's not the former. He's a former flyweight champion. Highly doubt he's going back to flyweight. Or anything else like that, and he thought that for the longest time. Um, but you know, he had a lot of work at bantamweight to do. There's a a lot of work at, like I said, at bantamweight. 
Um, obviously, like I said, Aljamain Sterling and Piotr Yan and stuff. Those two guys, uh, you know, are um, two top tier guys looking to fight for the belt. So, um, you know, he's slated to have those two guys fight against, compete against those two guys. And, uh, and um, like I said, I'm, I think that that would be an ideal fight for people, for, for, for all the fans and stuff like that, at least. And, yeah, so like I said, it's a good, it's a good fight for the fans. I mean, I, I fight, excuse me, fights. It's good fights for the fans. And, you know, like I said, I think, I mean, if Henry Cejudo was truly to fully commit himself to retiring, I'd say that's one of the, you know, the, the best careers to have in a short time. What I mean by that, I mean, look at, look at his body of work. His body of work he did against T.J. Dillashaw. His body of work against Demetrius Johnson. body of work against Marlon Reyes. His body of work against Cruz. I mean, the way he beat Cruz down, that's fucking crazy. No one's ever been able to do that to Dominic Cruz, so. Like I said, man, it's, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time to be a fight fan because this is some solid work. So, uh, interesting. Like I said, interesting division. Um, interesting time. Curious to see what they do next with Henry Cejudo or if he truly is retiring or if he's not or if it's a gimmick or if it's cringe or you know the work of Triple C and all that and um, you know whatever may the best man win so from that let's get on to the big boys the heavyweight division let's move on to the great and powerful Francis Ngannou Jesus Christ I did not expect him I mean to run through Jarzina Rosenstrike the way that he did, that shit was absolutely insane. I mean, I knew that you couldn't blink in this fight. And I knew that, you know, he absolutely carries uh, power like no other. I mean, I kind of broke this fight down talking about how you can kind of, you can't really, you can't break it down like that. I mean, when it comes to that, what I mean by breaking it down, you, for example, like you look at Jarzina Rosenstrike's kick, kickboxing record. You know, he has a million times more fights than Francis Ngannou. And, you know, the experience in the stand-up is highly regarded in the corner of Jarzino Rosenstrike, right? But Francis Ngannou is evolving. Francis Ngannou has loads of power. And, um, you, know, uh, you know, like I said, any, anyone he hits clean and connects with, you're, you're, you're going down. You're going down, and it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be good for you. As it hasn't been for most people that have fought Francis Ngannou that wasn't named Derek Lewis or Stipe Miocic. Crazy, right? Absolutely crazy. So, I mean, for Francis to do what he did to Jorginho, I mean, I, I can't say I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, motherfucker. I'm not surprised. I mean, I thought it was absolutely warranted. I thought that was absolute bludgeon. Fucking played pinball with Jarzinho and Rosenstrike's head. Obviously, Jarzinho very gracious in defeat, so, you know, it makes it a lot better for him. And um, like I said, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a fun game we're in right now, and it's an interesting fight. Um, interesting, uh, obviously... It was, it was interesting fight stylistically to see what happened. I mean, 
you know, just Jarzinho knowingly walking through Alistair Overeem's shots back when they fought. But Alistair Overeem, all respects to Alistair Overeem, great win, by the way, over Walt Harris. Um, you know, um, Alistair Overeem doesn't hit like a Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou slept him. He slept Alistair Overeem, too. So he slept Alistair Overeem, slept Jarzinho Rosenstrike. So the next topic for this is what's next. We always talk about what's next here on this podcast, right? We talk about what's next. So what's next is... What? What's next? Heavyweight title shot? I mean, if you look at the, the, the crammed division that it is, I mean, you look at Curtis Blades, his fantastic... Uh, streak that he's got going on. Francis Ngannou at the top. I mean, there's really not too many people to sit and, you know, there's not too many people to talk about, obviously, to when it comes to title fights and stuff, you know, unless it's DC, because DC, we're all waiting for that third fight with um, uh, Stipe Miocic, the trilogy fight, you know, the well-deserved trilogy fight that a lot of people are sitting in sitting and, and waiting for and um, I think that that's that fight that's an important fight to have and uh, a, obviously that has to be a fight we have to see and you know so other than that like I said everything else at the top of the division is uh, you know obviously like I said it's, it's clear cut essentially but you know Stipe is kind of always you know he's a champion of the world but you know it kind of seems like he's you know he's you know we haven't we haven't really had too much action other than when Stipe won and beat DC and then obviously like I said the coronavirus pandemic all this other shit happened so it kind of halted the world I, I don't know why I feel in, I'm not impatient or anything like that right now I'm just, I'm just like uh, you know I'm not now I'm back to thinking about all the fights and stuff, so now that, obviously, well, it's not, everything's not back to normal, it's, it's, it's going to be far from being back to normal, but, you know, I don't know, like, you know, the UFC securing their next location and stuff like that, and then, you know, the fights continuing and shit like that, um, you know, it's, um, it's interesting to see what's going to happen and like that, and how they match up these fighters, because, um, in the near future, I mean, what do you what do you do with Jarzinho Rosenstrike now? I mean, he just lost to Francis. Curtis Blades has two losses to Francis, and um, very you know very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this heavyweight division and and everything after that. I mean, especially after an amazing win like that. I mean, not only is there Francis Ngannou, Curtis Blades, Alistair Overeem's number three now, in my opinion. I mean, you got three top dogs at that in that division clamoring and waiting for a title shot. So, gonna be interesting. Um, great fight cards. Um, from one fight card to another, I finally can say this properly. Um, you know, the part that really hurt and sucked was seeing Walt Harris lose. And, you know, obviously, like I said, Alistair Overeem was in big trouble early on in that fight. Walt Harris almost essentially stopped that fight. That fight was almost stopped. But, um, so, you know, obviously, you know about the whole story with his daughter and all that. And uh, everything that happened with that. Very, very heartbreaking story. 
and something that I wouldn't wish on anybody or their worst enemies. I mean, if you're a parent, it probably hit home a lot better, uh, hit home a lot more so than it wouldn't because of the trauma that had happened with Walt Harris and, and, you know, losing his daughter and, you know, just everything. But, you know, the tribute UFC did was absolutely beautiful and, you know, motivating and tear-jerking. And, um, you know, obviously inspirational to the point where it's like, you know, if you're if you're just a person with a heart and a mind, you just got to sit back and rally behind this individual who has lost something so dearly as a child. If you have a child, you know exactly what it's like. It's an irreplaceable feeling. It's irreplaceable. And it's something that nobody can ever uh, nobody can ever uh, replace, especially when you lose a kid. So there's nothing replaceable about that. So um, it's almost like you wanted him to win because you don't want you to. I mean, obviously it sucks for Alistair. I mean, everyone's gonna be like, we want you to lose. We want him to win. We hope he knocks you out and all this other stuff. No, it's cool, man. I understand that. But like I said, when you fight well, Harris, man, that's the that's the kind of um, that's the kind of story you got to deal with and stuff like that. On the other side, if you're other opponents, you got to worry about that. So. Interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, great, you know, obviously great fights. I didn't really watch a lot. I watched some of the main cards, but I was sleeping during a lot of it. And, you know, I was real stressed out, real busy throughout the time, too. So I didn't really get to watch too many of the fights. I mean, I went back and watched them on ESPN Plus and stuff and shit like that. So, I, I mean, I relatively enjoyed it. It was mainly uh, more so of UFC 249 because that was the first, you know, official fight card coming back. You know, headlined by an absolutely fantastic uh, fight card. I mean, a fight you know between Tony Ferguson, and Justin Gaethje. So, yeah, I watched them too. I mean, Anthony Smith. I watched the Anthony Smith Glover to share a fight. Um, I don't remember what the co-main event was for that though. Um, I don't. I don't remember. But I do remember watching the fight card. So that's what we did, and that's what we. That's what we've continued to do. Um, quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are brought to you by Anchor. Anchor, like I said, is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Pandemic or not, I think it's important to have a voice. I think it's important to spread your knowledge, spread your wisdom, gain notoriety, gain fans, gain friends. Or, you know, talk about your love of the sport, uh, whether it's a sport whether it's politics, whether it's your favorite music, your favorite song, whether it's video game tutorials, whatever it is you want to talk about, Anchor is the app for you. You can do all of it with Anchor. Anchor, however, is the easiest way to broadcast and distribute your podcast, in my opinion. I mean, it delivers it to the masses. And what I mean by the masses, for anybody who doesn't know this already, is that it's, it makes your podcast available on Spotify. It makes your podcast available on on Google on Google Podcasts is available most importantly it's available on Apple and um, Apple Apple iTunes Spotify iHeartRadio all the major podcast providers ladies and gentlemen everywhere you get your shows they are available because of Anchor like I said Anchor is a one stop shop for recording hosting and distributing so without further ado you can visit the link directly in my bio to get directly to our podcast kicking it with the king is available everywhere you get your podcast and if you want to visit the website directly you can visit it directly at www.anchor.fm forward slash 
KWTK pod. One more time, ladies and gentlemen, anchor.fm forward slash KWTK pod. And if you want to support it, contribute, whatever it is, donate to, donate to the, the to the probable cause, you can do that too. One more time, anchor.fm forward slash KWTK pod forward slash support. Now back to the show. I'm very fucking nervous this morning too. Like I said, it's my first fucking time being back. First time being back, seeing people here that hasn't been the family members that I've seen for about two months straight every single fucking day. The stretch, I just got up to stretch because I know I'm going to need it and shit like that. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be the first time and <laughs> first time in a long time, man. I mean, I feel, I feel like in these last two months that I've been through so much, so much emotional um, distortion, so much emotional trauma, and just, you know, fucking being lost. Absolutely feeling like there's no silver lining. You know, like, the thing is, like, you know, a lot of people have their income, they have their jobs, they have their things that they're best at, they have things that they want to do. They have things that they do, they do do, no pun intended, do, 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 um, but they weren't, they weren't able to because of the pandemic, you know, like I said, as I felt like I was spiraling and doing, you know, some of my best work, then this, all this pandemic shit happened, and it, it, it you know, obviously was one of the, uh, most, um, you know, trying times, I think that, Anybody can have, and whoa, they're opening up their store pretty early. It's nearly almost seven in the morning. It's two. We got ten minutes left until it's seven. We're kind. Of, I'm, I'm gonna miss you guys. It's so crazy. I'm gonna miss you guys because, like, you know, we've been doing a bunch of podcasts this entire pandemic, right? We've been doing we've been doing crazy amounts of podcasts. And um, we haven't even like, we haven't even talked, we, we haven't even really talked, you know, most of it, we haven't really even talked MMA. Most of them, most of them we, we've, we've talked about fucking bullshit. Not saying that it was bullshit, I call it fucking bullshit, right? Fucking bullshit. Um... Nah, we just we just didn't really have too much to talk about. That's the thing. And you know, like I said, there's there's no shame. There's no shame in that. Like I said, there was no fucking fights. What do you expect to talk about the weather? How nice is the weather? What do you expect? Pretty crazy, right? But um So like I said, I've got, I've got probably about 15, 20 more minutes left on the show. It's good to be back. It's good to be here. It's good to um, be able to communicate, talk with you guys, share my thoughts on some fights and all that. So um, I think we can wrap it up with talking and recapping uh, Glover Teixeira's dominant performance over Anthony Smith. And you know, a lot of people are talking about the stoppage, the stoppage, and whether it was late or not, and, and shit like that. And I can, you know, definitely see all signs, all sides, excuse me. And um, 
Um, I definitely could see everything. That's for sure. So I understand it completely. It's okay. Obviously, it's not okay. Obviously, Anthony Smith got handled. How about Glover Teixeira, man? To look that good at that age and still improve and still, you know, kind of come back from adversity the way he has when he's gotten stopped in some of his previous fights and shit like that. It's, um, it's really, uh, you know, it's really impressive. So it's like it's, it's showing the longevity of his career. And he's shown that time in and time again. So congrats to Glover Teixeira on a win. I think Anthony Smith uh, definitely still has what it takes to be an absolute star. You know, obviously with the amount of experience that he has, that's crazy in its own right. So crazy. You know, obviously it sucks to, to lose like that. And you know, a lot of people are going to remember your last performance. They're going to remember that, and you're going to remember that because it was one of the craziest and, you know, kind of essentially not one-sided performances because Smith did do pretty good early on. And, you know, obviously, like I said, as a tight turn after, you know, that big body shots and stuff like that. It kind of a kind of a signaled towards the end a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm fucking out of breath already. But you know, other than that, like I said, good win for Glover Teixeira, four fight win streak, I think. Like that, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a four fight. Yeah, it's a four fight win streak now, if I'm not mistaken, and. And it's, uh, that's a good thing for uh, him at, for light heavyweight, at the light, for the light heavyweight division. Because you got Dominic Reyes chomping at the bit. You got Tiago Santos coming back. John Jones in the mix. John Jones trying to fight Francis Ngannou. Craziest thing. But um, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I appreciate you guys for joining us here on this podcast. Thank you guys. Follow me on Twitter. Got to get out of here, folks. Bye. I'll miss you guys. Don't worry, we'll be back.